Welcome back to In Ohio Country. Today, I'm Dan Wilson, and this week, my guest is Lee Clancher. He's CEO and publisher of Octane Press. Lee's career encompasses more than 30 years of publishing great stories like Red Tractors and Red Combines. We'll be talking about his latest book, John Deere Evolution, and so much more. Can't wait to share this interview with you. Up next, Lee Clancher from Octane Press. This week in Ohio Country Today. Alan Davis, business owner, active farmer. No one knows farmers' needs better than Alan. Give him a call today at 419-738-7447 and talk about total farm protection and more. Alan Davis Insurance Agency is your solutions provider for auto, home, life, business, recreational, total farm protection and more. Call 419-738-7447. That's 419-738-7447. Grind with an Artsway Grinder Mixer from your local Apple Farm Service. With options from 50 bushels to 165 for fast and uniform grinding. Have a fast unloading time with 8 or 10 inch diameter augers. Call, click, or stop in today. AppleFarmService.com. Rodak and Midway Trailers are your source for North Star truck beds. When your job is tough, you need equipment you can count on every day. North Star has built a reputation for providing truck beds that work as hard as you and can withstand your daily grind. North Star truck beds are built with the most rugged users in mind, providing years of service to any owner. Remember Rodak and Midway Trailers, your source for North Star truck beds. With three locations to serve you in Delphus, St. Mary's, and Dayton. Die Real Estate and Land Company specializes in farmland and recreational land throughout Ohio. A company for people who enjoy the rural lifestyle and looking to buy or sell their land. All of our land agents are members of the Realtors Land Institute and have extensive experience in farming and agricultural land business. At Die Real Estate and Land Company, We'll work with you to tailor-fit a plan that works best for you, your family, and your investments. Our services include 1031 tax-deferred exchanges, land brokerage, land auctions, and CMAs and valuations for estates and planning. We are Die Real Estate and Land Company. Call us today and visit our website at dierealestate.com. Die Real Estate and Land Company. We know the land business because we live it every day. Welcome back to In Ohio Country Today podcast, part of the In Ohio Country Today TV show. And joining me now is Lee Clancher. Lee is the CEO and publisher of Octane Press. Lee, thanks for joining us today. Great to be here, Dan. Thanks for having me on. Well, we're going to talk about your latest publication, uh, your John Deere Evolution book, which is just outstanding. But before we get started, let's talk a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in this. 30 years of publishing great stories kind of led into this incredible business that you're involved in. Let's talk about Octane Press. Absolutely. Um, I actually got into this topic area. Uh, I was a science journalist in college and I got recruited to write a, to write a book and wrote a book about uh, farm all tractors uh, back in the 90s and uh, really fell in love with that subject area. So that became something I wrote a number of books about. And then uh, in 2008, uh, I kind of was introduced to the whole on-demand publishing thing. I had an old, one of my old IH books was out of print, so I put it back into print book. It's still in print, book called Farmall Dynasty. And uh, that was the start of my publishing company. I, I, uh, we did that. The guy did the, co the book cover for a six-pack, 
and uh, the layout I think cost me it cost me a twelve. <laughs> and and uh, we published it, and I just kept publishing books and taking any money that company uh, made and putting it back into the company, and spent about five years bootstrapping Octane Press. Um, and then our, uh, you know, uh, our, our first big hit, uh, was, uh, red tractors and we published that in 2013. That was like the John Deere evolution book, huge book, very thorough in that one. We, we really focused on the, the modern IH and, and, uh, one of the things I do is, is I, I love, I was, I'm a failed engineering student, so I'd love engineering love science, love design. I love knowing how things are made. So I spent a lot of time talking to IH and case IH engineers and guys just like we did with John Deere uh, and, and to find out, you know, the, the great stories behind these machines. Um, and, you know, every machine has wonderful stories about how people built them and the challenges they faced. I wear a lot of different hats in this business. So I set up photography, interview the engineers, and, and we also do a lot of research and find uh, drawings and pictures of these prototypes and things. That book used all those pieces. We did it in a bigger, more uh, high coverage way than any other books. We were, you know, 400 pages, big trim size, expensive. <laughs> People told us, those, some of the sales guys were like, you're crazy with this price. It, it was really popular. People loved the books and, and we were kind of off to the races. That was when red tractors came out, we really transitioned from a guy in a garage to a, a, a growing small company. Well, it's really exciting to, to see what, what you've been able to produce in this latest publication, John Deere revolution or evolution, I should say, but it is some, some sort of, somewhat of a revolution, if you will, the way, <laughs> the way that the, the, the manufacturing of these particular products and this kind of equipment really did uh, change the landscape of a lot of things, you know, when it comes to manufacturing and, uh, maybe you could touch a little bit about that, you know, your engineering background, as you mentioned, you know, obviously this love for equipment started somewhere, right? Oh yeah. So, and that, and that's a really interesting thing too. Um, so my love for equipment started when I was about nine, uh, uh, we went to a chainsaw shop. I grew up in Northern Wisconsin and the chainsaw shop also had Indian motorcycles. And if you remember, well, if you're a motorcycle guy, there was a little oh, Indian man. had a Chrome gas tank. I think it was a 50 or 60 CC bike. It was 50 and they had one. And I sat on that and I was like, Oh dad, I got to have this. And, and my dad was a teacher and he's like, I can hardly afford to get this chainsaw fixed. You know, you aren't getting that. Um, but we did when I, when I would turn 11, uh, I had an uncle, um, from California and we were at his house and he had a Honda CT 70, which a little, little trail bike, uh, but it was a Honda. So it was, you know, it had a three speed transmission, good little bike. And, uh, my uncle sold it to my dad for 25 bucks. So, uh, that for me, I, I was hardcore motorcycle. So that was just a big passion. I followed that through into my, oh, later in life. I did a lot of things on motorcycles. Um, but I ended up racing, uh, off-road, road racing, uh, just traveling all over the world on motorcycles. Motorcycles were my big passion. But when I got introduced to tractors, and tractors, you know, I always grew up in farm country. Uh, my, my dad did actually 
own a, a house on a farm, but the farm was run by another family. So, you know, my neighbors were all farmers. So I, I knew tractors and stuff and they were cool, but it wasn't until uh, I got the assignment to do the first book back in the nineties that I started realizing, I mean, I love motorcycles and the history, but tractors changed our world. Mm, and, yeah. and, you know, I, I came to understand, I mean, there would not be uh, IBM or Apple without a tractor because, or farm technology, because if you go back far enough and you don't have to go back that far, a couple hundred years, you know, 80% of, of, uh, our workforce time as, as, as Americans was gathering food. Well, if you're doing that, you don't have time to, you know, Steve jobs can't go out in his garage and build a computer. He's got to be on, you know, <laughs> hand thrashing wheat. So, um, so, you know, these, these tools really did change our world. And, and as the technology changed, you know, it, it, it had to allow such a tiny fraction of people. Now, you know, you think about 80% of the people gathering food and now it's not a measurable percent starting in, I think 94, um, the, the census doesn't even measure measure farming as their own category. There's a, they've lumped it in kind of with forestry and some other things. So it's, it's, and it's technology that has allowed that just incredible shift in productivity. So the machines, you know, I love machines. I love gearheads. I love engineering. But the fact that this machine changed our, the world around us um, is, is what kind of really hooked me on the history angle of it. You know, what's really interesting, too, is that, uh, you know, I come from a family of uh, automotive uh, workers, if you will, and steel workers from Cleveland, Ohio. And I know that every member of my my family would love to get their hands on a book like this because, like you, once once you discover how a vehicle works, whether it's a motorcycle, or automobile, or even tractors, that fascination of wanting to learn more or the history of it, it just explodes. And I think you're finding the same feel among the the people who are picking up your book and buying your book or any of your books whether you're talking about red tractors or green tractors or even caterpillar uh, vehicles for that, for that matter. Right. You're getting that same kind of enthusiasm, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's a, there's a, I think a universalness to being a gearhead when you, you love how things work and, and you want to know that it's there. Um, and, and there's even, um, these books have stories around being a gearhead. So it's, they're fun to read. Um, you know, they're, they're big visual books, but uh, as a gearhead, when you read about, you know, especially these engineers who are out in the field and things are breaking and they got to come up with ways to fix them. Um, and, and sometimes those field fixes, you know, transform into, into innovation. Uh, that, that, that stuff is, I think that stuff's interesting to just kind of anybody who, you know, loves machines. You know, we look at the the evolution of these products as we talked about. You do a great job of chronologically setting aside those chapters in your books of that evolution of how it came to be. And one of the things that I, I thought was fascinating, too, that you, you mentioned, too, as far as being a uh, engineering student is the drawings, you know, some of the ideas and how they, how they were penned out, like you said, in the field or, or, or whatever. It, it's, it's neat to see something come from an idea 
on a piece of paper and come to fruition in such a way that it 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 starts an evolution and a revolution at the same time. I I I love the drawings and I love the industrial designers and we've always all these books had great participation by interesting industrial designers um, and uh, Greg Montgomery who was at International Harvester as an employee for many years and then, and then later a, a contractor and designed a lot of the IH stuff was one of the guys. And, and he has one of the drawings in the, in the first red tractors is uh, the Magnum. And it looks like a Jetson spaceship. And, and he, <laughs> in what year, great. what year, what year would that, that have been Lee? Uh, that he did. He drew that, you know, I'd have to look back. I want to say he drew it in like, 88 about mm-hmm. it was early so and he's got four or five drawings and they all look like what you might expect the end of the ih line to evolve to um but you remember this is this is case ih case ih in this period 88 89 90 was clawing to survive they 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 had uh, merged with international harvester and the the business environment, the agricultural environment was horrible and they were having a hard time staying afloat and Tenneco was dumping money, but they were getting sick of it. And Tenneco's oil money was starting to dry up too. So, um, so Tenneco was tired of dumping money and they needed a winner. And they also had been beaten to death by deer since about 1964. And, and deer was just relentless here that time with their development. So these guys are like, we can't just do, we can't just evolve and have something that is just the logical step. We got to go beyond that. And so Greg heard that and, and drew this Jetson looking Magnum. Um, and of course they scaled it back a little bit. It's, it's not quite a jet spaceship, but when the Magnum did come, I mean that the Magnum saved case IH many, many people at that company said that, that without the Magnum, that company might've been sold again and god knows you know they become part of massey or you know who knows where they would have ended up um so that drawing that really cool jetson drawing really symbolizes this fascinating pivot point uh in the history of red tractors so yeah i, I think concept drawings are kind of windows into the world i love them mm, absolutely you're listening to in ohio country today podcast part of the in ohio country today tv show and our guest this week is Lee Clancher. He's owner of Octane Press. We're talking about his latest publication and all the great works that he's been able to publish through Octane Press. We'll be back with more of our interview right after this. It's the Apple Farm Service Spring Super Sale. 10% off parts, toys, apparel, and more. That's 10% off your wear parts, your planning parts, tillage parts, twine, and more. Mark your calendars, February 21st through March 12th. Download the catalog today, applefarmservice.com slash catalog. The new Ag Pack is here at St. Mary's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, your exclusive certified agriculture dealership. Ag Pack is a powerful package of farm and ranch discounts and incentives worth thousands of dollars absolutely free. Stop by and see Dave Hager, your Ag Commercial Specialist, and ask about the vehicles, discounts, and incentives in the new Ag Pack. You get straight talk, real service, and the right price. St. Mary's Chrysler. 
Devin Dye from Dye Real Estate and Land Company invites you to a 99-acre land auction March 16th. Offered in three tracks, individually, combined, or as a whole, and located just north of Wapakoneta in Auglaize County. Track 1 is 67 acres, track 2 is 17 acres, and track 3 is 15 acres. Don't miss this 99-acre land auction March 16th at the Auglaize County Fairgrounds. Online bidding is also available. For information about this auction and more, visit us on the web at dierealestate.com. That's dierealestate.com. You're listening to the In Ohio Country Today podcast, part of the In Ohio Country Today TV show, and our guest is Lee Clancher. Lee is CEO and publisher of Octane Press. His latest release is John Deere Evolution. It's a beautiful, I don't know, would you call it a coffee table book? How do you describe a book this size? Is that what it's you know, called? That is, that is. In fact, uh, one of our uh, good friends, Max Armstrong, loves to say it's not a coffee table book. It's a coffee table because it's eight pounds. <laughs> so <laughs> you can put legs on it. Gotta love Max, um, man. Gotta love Max. That's great. <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 he's been a good, good, good supporter and friend of these books. But um, yeah, you know, coffee table book it actually in the industry has a bit of a negative connotation. I, I like, you know, in, in the industry, I would say it's a history. They are big, beautiful books. A lot of people put on the coffee table, but a coffee table book often is a very glossy visual, just kind of statement thing of beautiful pictures and not depth. And these books have tremendous amounts of depth. So, um, I suppose oh, yes. if you want to be technical, you call it a history, you know, because that's what it is. Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, you talk about the quality, you know, working in advertising for 30 years now. I've got to tell you, I mean, the quality of a piece like this is just phenomenal. So putting it together, you know, having the ability to, you know, wear all the different hats that we talked about, you know, being able to set up the lighting and do the photography, it, it it's just amazing how first class this publication is. And I don't want to say it's amazing, but I'm trying to find a, a, you know, as many superlatives as I can to encourage people to take a look at this because even from the paper uh, quality to the photography, how, how difficult was it to not only uh, do your photography, but gather some of the history uh, in, in photographic journals, if you will, to be able to put into this book. It's, you know, any any of your books, I mean, yeah, no, it's years of work. I know for the original Red Tractors, I think we gathered somewhere, it was it was well over 10,000 images we had. Oh, wow. And then we, we whittled it down to 600 in there, which, you know, 300 of those I took. Um, so, you know, sometimes, and sometimes one drawing, you know, sometimes I know I need this drawing and it can take a couple of days to find that drawing. Now, often you'll find people that come forward and especially as we've done later books, I can say, here's what I'm doing. What do you have? And you'll, you'll find people that have collections, but, um, you really have to reach out because there's, it isn't like this stuff exists in one easy library. You can search. There's, um, a, a lot of, uh, libraries at, at, um, colleges, uh, we do a lot of work with the Wisconsin Historical Society. They have a tremendous archive of the old international harvester materials. Um, but we had, we, for Red Tractors alone, we had a guy go in and spend, I think he spent three weeks in the archives digging to find stuff that hadn't been seen before. Because um, there's stuff, there's digital catalogs, but the digital catalog stuff, people would found and seen. You have to have somebody go in, dig out, box after box after box after box and find gems. Um, 
for John Deere, we had a really remarkable, couple really remarkable things. One was um, the Henry Dreyfus Agency did uh, the design for John Deere. Henry Dreyfus was a famous industrial designer in 1933. Deere uh, went to New York and hired him, and he was part of John Deere up until almost current times. They're sort of shifting just recently, but up until just a few years ago. Henry Dreyfus Agency did the design of John Deere tractors. And that relationship was so important uh, and so really interesting. In the book, they talk about how important that was to the quality that Deere uh, tractors. Um, but so Henry Dreyfus Agency uh, had donated their stuff to a place called the Cooper Hewitt. Cooper Hewitt is part of the Smithsonian Museums in New York. I went out there to do research personally for the Deere book. Um, on what they had. And the archivist um, said, hey, I've, I just found 20 boxes. I don't know what they are. You want to take a look? I'm like, in fact, I'd been there for three days. And she's like, there's these, it says, I don't know what this is. Just bring it out. So she brings out 20 boxes, which is a lot. That's, you know, tens of thousands of images. And it was uh, 20 boxes that in the 1980s had been donated by the Henry Dreyfus Agency, which was moving offices. They didn't want to keep it. And nobody's been through it since 1980, I think it was 1987 it was donated. And a lot of these images in, in John Deere Evolution, where you see these prototype drawings and you yeah. see uh, things being tested and designed, came from that. And, and that uh, I spent, I actually went back and spent another week um, helping them catalog it because they didn't know what they had oh, and wow. uh, going through and, and picking stuff. So uh, those kind of finds and those kind of finds with John Deere was, it was very challenging finding that kind of stuff because if Deere gets their hands on it, they, they kind of bury it in their archive. So um, you have to find things that other people have. And we found plenty, but it, it takes time and work to get it. You know, one of the things that's pretty successful here in Ohio are antique tractor clubs uh, at farm science review our annual big event and it's one of the bigger events here in the midwest when it comes to um, farm equipment events of course they have more than just farm equipment there but um, a lot of the antique tractor clubs will be there and it's been such a joy since we've been on the air for 17 years to be able to give time to these guys to talk a little bit about not only their club but you know, it's so cool to see the pride in what they, in the time and in the efforts that they put into keeping and restoring these antique tractors history-wise. So you not only have the history that you have to keep in a, in a book like this, but also the actual physical history that these guys uh, try to keep in their families. And then to see the next yeah. generation of uh, young men and women getting involved in the restoration and the preservation of, of this history. So I, I'm kind of curious, what was that like for you to be able to talk to some of these people? Because obviously you, you, you didn't just get people giving you pictures. You had to take those pictures yourself and people had to yeah. be with you to show you their equipment. And I'm sure each one had some incredible stories to tell you, right? Oh yeah, that, that, and I'll tell you, you know, the, the really great example here is, is the cover machine of John Deere Evolution. Um, it's Brad Walk 6030 number one and, and Brad Walk, he owns a, he and his wife own a business where, where all they do is restore 6030s 
And everything Brad touches is immaculate and perfectly done. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, and let me let me also point out too, when you see a photograph like that, it that's untouched, right? I mean, you're you're not you're not taking this into Photoshop or touching it up or anything. That's the real deal right there. That's that's straight out of yeah. I'm I, I learned to shoot on film. So mm. uh, the whole ethic is you get it right. You get the light right, mm. you get everything right mm. and do it. One one trick I've allowed myself is layering. So on occasion uh, trying to get light everywhere because it's really important for, you know, if you want to see Brad walks tractor, this is a piece of art and you need to be able to see right. the detail. Right. So sometimes we use, we use a big overhead box, but we use smaller lights and I have usually anywhere from three to six smaller lights with me as well. Sometimes you can't literally light every cranny. So, uh, we've, we will, uh, especially when I'm working with my crew, and, and the studios take a crew. It's, it is not a small production to do a studio photo like that. Mm. Um, the, the, one of my guys will go and hit it. Like we'll hit like three images and say, I'll say, get some light in, into, you know, I want to see that alternator, get some light into the wheel hub or get some light, especially if there's a special part. And then I do have a person that will assemble. So once in a while, now the cover photo, that's not true. The cover photo was straight as, but once in a while, you'll see an image that they literally take a piece of another image just to get a little bit more light. And it's very subtle, but uh, what it means is is you get to see that machine. Um, exactly. I mean, it, you it, there has to be, you, you have to translate the actual live uh, visual into a visual that they'll appreciate when they see the photograph. Yeah, and you can't get, and if you look, I, I love moody. I love dark and moody. I, a lot of my favorite settings are, are industrial or, or in a barn or those kind of things. And uh, I, I realize that's my indulgence, and that's how I like to make visual things I love, and I think it's cool. But I also know I have this responsibility that the readers, <laughs> oh, some of them don't really care how pretty it is, they want to see the detail in that tractor so they can go, Hey, I'm, I'm doing my 60, 30 and what should I do here? You know, what's right. So we use lighting techniques to make sure we get that combo of, Hey, it's a beautiful image. And yes, you can see the machine. Um, but I, I'd like to add a word, Brad walks machine. You'd brought up working with collectors and I've worked with a lot of them and, and the covers of all these books have something very special on the front typically a serial number one. Uh, the first red tractors was, um, one of the first, uh, I think it was the first, um, 88 series tractor. Uh, but John Deere, we, the 6030 was clearly the one cause Brad walk 6030 was a prototype and, and John Deere, well, all of them, any prototypes were supposed to be destroyed, but on occasion they slipped out. So they'd have this machine, they'd build it, this was serial number one, 6030, the first one. And um, instead of it that's being destroyed, amazing. that's amazing. It, it's a, incredible. So he found it. Um, Brad, Brad, did, we did a little video and it's on YouTube. If you want to look it up, it's great. And Brad talks about it. And he said, he said, look, I had to do this right. It is the only one. So his tractor, it, it is perfect. He doesn't put his boots on it. He takes his boots off 
there's been nothing but stocking feet on the platform. <laughs> <laughs> so it's perfect. But Brad and I really connected. Uh, and, and one of the things he said and, and that we came to realize is that his approach to tractors and my approach to books are the same. We're both <laughs> probably overly obsessive nut jobs who've been lucky enough to turn that into a, a living. You're listening to In Ohio Country Today podcast, part of the In Ohio Country Today TV show. And our guest this week is Lee Clancher. He's owner of Octane Press. We're talking about his latest publication and all the great works that he's been able to publish through Octane Press. We'll be back with more of our interview right after this. It's the Apple Farm Service Spring Super Sale. 10% off parts, toys, apparel, and more. That's 10% off your wear parts, your planning parts, tillage parts, twine, and more. Mark your calendars February 21st through March 12th. Download the catalog today. AppleFarmService.com slash catalog. Our farm department is committed to providing ag professionals the products, coverages, and peace of mind needed to run a successful operation. With our home office located in the heart of farm country, many of us have first-hand experience when it comes to farming, and we know how to take out the risk. Under one policy, we can provide total protection of your investment, from your home and barns to your equipment and livestock. We also provide an outstanding equine coverage from a homeowner with a single horse to a professional breeder and everything in between. Come join us and experience the Salina difference. Check them out on the web at salinainsurance.com. Rodak and Midway Trailers are your source for North Star truck beds. When your job is tough, you need equipment you can count on every day. North Star has built a reputation for providing truck beds that work as hard as you and can withstand your daily grind. North Star truck beds are built with the most rugged users in mind, providing years of service to any owner. Remember Rodak and Midway Trailers, your source for North Star truck beds. With three locations to serve you in Delphus, St. Mary's, and Dayton. You're listening to In Ohio Country Today podcast, part of the In Ohio Country Today TV show. And our guest is Lee Clancher. Lee is CEO and publisher at Octane Press, putting out some incredible publications here that involve not only equipment that uh, you might be familiar with as far as uh, John Deere and Case IH, but you do some other very interesting uh some very interesting categories. Let's put it that way. Let's talk a little bit about some of the diversity at Octane Press. Yeah, you bet. Um, you know, right from the start, we were we were uh, transportation oriented, so it's all machines. Um, we've got a ton of stuff uh, on motorsports. Uh, this year, we were really fortunate to have two of the hottest books in the, in in the country on on motorsports. We had a book. Um, called Indie Split. A man named John Oriovitz wrote it, and he spent three years writing about the split between CART and IRL. Fantastic piece of journalism and a good read. And then we did a book with Alan Sir Jr., uh, Jay Gerds, one of our longtime authors, just a terrific writer, worked with Alan Sir to talk about uh, his career. And also, uh, that book really has some depth because Al talks very frankly about his, his issues around substance abuse. And, and his long battle with it and how he, you know, kind of learned how to live with that. Um, he also talks about his race career, but Al's a just an incredibly brave man. And that book's been, been also phenomenal. So, 
Um, we also have books about motorcycles. Uh, we have some guides. We have, if you love Hodaka motorcycles, which every once in a while I run into a tractor guy, a good friend of mine is a Hodaka guy. Hodaka was a brand from the seventies that had really colorful advertising. So the model names were like combat wombat and, um, things like that. Really fun. And in that book's really fun. So we, we have a real broad spectrum of transportation book publishing. Yeah. You talked about advertising and I, and I wanted to point that out, of course, being in marketing and advertising my entire career. Uh, you know, I, I love the, the way that you've sprinkled in, you know, a couple ads, uh, in this recent publication. Do you do that in all your publications as far as advertising of, of those particular vehicles that you're featuring in your books? When it's, when it's cool and it's appropriate. Yeah. And, and I, I think in the tractor front, the best one is Steiger, you know, red four wheel drive tractors includes the story of Steiger, which of course is one of the all time great stories of tractors, you know, three guys in a barn, build a tractor and become a worldwide leader. I mean, what more do you want? It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but they were always, they, they're, they're kind of marketing and ad side was run by this guy, Phil Melrow and the Melrow family, uh, created Bobcat. And Phil uh, had gotten out of the Bobcat thing, got became Carter Steiger, and those guys were just cowboys out there. You know, they're yeah. in North Dakota, and they're they're taking it to Deer and and Case IH, and they're just uh, got these great tractors that nobody else was building, and their marketing and advertising was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. So we have a ton of their stuff, and in fact, one of their ad guys literally drove. Um, our office he drove from north dakota down to austin i think he just loved taking a road trip with all his boxes of photography and came to our office and we spent uh about a week going through boxes and scanning his stuff and there's just i mean they had they had a steiger sprint car that uh they pulled with a steiger f-150 pickup that were matched all that you know that awful green but the sprint car had V8 pipes sticking out of it. I mean, it was just, just great stuff. So, um, yeah, when it's, when it's, when it, when it tells you about a period and it helps you understand what was going on. Absolutely. Um, in fact, interesting piece of trivia, the first, the cover of red tractors, the original edition. And by the way, we're just about through our third edition of that book. Oh, wow. Um, that'll be out in June. Um, but the original thing, the cup, the angle on the machine is, is actually a deliberate take from uh, when uh, they introduced the mag, the, no, the 88 series, when they introduced the 88 series tractor in 78, about that time, um, they, uh, um, and it might be a little later. I might, that date, I might be a tad off and it might be 79. But when they introduced it, they had an ad that said, welcome to the new number one. And, you know, International Harvester was dying. They desperately needed a, a new number one because they were mm. running out of cash. And they had an angle on the tractor from down low, and they had kind of this halo around it. Um, and unfortunately, that tractor was not enough to save them, especially because of the farm economy at the time. But uh, that cover is we looked at that ad and we even kind of used that ad in some of the promotions we did of the book. Um, cause we felt that was just such an interesting moment in, um, the history of that company. 
Well, we want to talk a little bit about your passion too, but also that that passion that you see around the world. You've traveled a lot. You know, we're talking to you today from California. You're living in Austin. You're from Wisconsin. You've been all over the place, Australia, uh, Bolivia, Japan. You've seen the Alps. You've done a lot of traveling. Do you see that same kind of passion uh, for equipment like this all over the world? I did. I did. And there, and there's a, there's a real universal, uh, language when you're a gearhead. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Right on, right on, right on. Yeah. You can connect real quickly. So I've connected with people in Japan or the Australian outback or, uh, heck, uh, middle of Bolivia. I've got a photo from a long time ago of a mechanic that I met and liked uh, who was running a little motorcycle shop in a, in the Bolivian Amazon. He had a tiny little shop in the middle of nowhere. He was helping us with something. I don't remember what, but something broke. You know how that is. Something breaks and you, you got to figure out a way when you're in those kind of places. <laughs> yeah. That never so, changes. True. That's true. No, no. So yeah, no, I've been really fortunate and you know, I've got a real travel bug. I think my dad said when I was like 14, he said, if there's anything in the County fun happening, you're there. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you know, that really just, I was able to, because of my career and, and life as, as I went on, uh, take my camera and figure out where it might take me. So, you know, there's a reoccurring theme in, in everything that you do and it, probably everything that you did in starting as an engineering student and, and what you do today. And, and you even mentioned the word, um, a little earlier here, and that's about art. I mean, the, 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 the art of designing, producing, and showcasing these kind of vehicles in, in the publications that you have really translate the, the history so perfectly. And I just encourage so many, so I, I encourage everyone out there to, to take the time to, to uh, investigate these or buy or definitely uh, check out your website and uh, wanted to talk a little bit about that art that, you know, we talk about your passion, but it's your passion for art that really transcends everything else, enables you to produce something like this, right? Yeah, it is. It is. And, and um, I've got two little funny stories on, on the art thing. One is I, I always, I was a big reader from when I was little, little. So um, I, re- I started reading before I can remember and, and read voraciously at a high level uh, my whole childhood. So I literally, we had a small library. I read the entire science fiction section. I was into that when I was like 10 to 14 and I literally read every book they had. Um, so I always wanted to be a writer and, and that was, that was part of me since I can remember. But when you say art, I think of art class and in, in art class, I was the only class I was like, Oh my God, how am I going to get through this? I, I can't draw. <laughs> really? Shave my <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Thing. After everything you so, do, that really that's where it started with yeah. a hatred of art. Come on, Lee. Well, not not a hatred, not a hatred. <laughs> just just I didn't think I was any good at it. I got. And it. Then, okay. Uh, in in college, I was taking a writing class, and this great writing instructor said, "Look," she said, and and she was a freelance writer, and she said, "If you guys want to be writers and you want to make a living, you need to know how to take a picture." Because here's the thing: photographers are flakes, and you're going to get an assignment and you're going to show up and the photographer they picked was out <laughs> late last the last night or got lost or, you know, isn't going to be there. 
And if you can't take a picture, you're going to not make any money. So I took a photography class and, um, I was able, at the time I was working for a publication called the Minnesota Explorer, uh, which was a state of Minnesota tourism thing. And I was able to convince them to let me take some pictures on a boundary waters trip. And I did. And those pictures came back phenomenal. We got some beautiful light. I have this picture of my dad standing uh, next to a canoe looking at the sunrise. And um, it, it ran on a story. And then a Northern Minnesota Tourism Bureau made a poster. And it became kind of a big thing. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, well, I can't draw. But I can take a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of a, a revelation to me. And it's still a pleasant surprise 30 years later. I, I, wow. I, it's still something I didn't. I just didn't expect. And, and, um, uh, so yeah, it, it is it, a lot of what I do is about art and a lot of what I do is about craft. I mean, I think one of the great joys I really think for any of us, for most of us is making physical things, whether it's, I just built a fence a couple of weeks ago. I love doing that. You know, we're working with your hands, but making a book, you're making a thing. And if mm. I get, I get to make every component and make it the way I want to make it. And that is, I am, that's one of the things I'm just incredibly grateful for. Uh, it's, it's, uh, one of the joys of my life. I, I, I know that's a rare thing when you get to do something like that. Mm, amen, so, brother. Amen. Yeah. Well, from a guy who appreciates art and appreciates photography, you do an incredible job in this particular publication and all the work that you've been able to produce through Octane Press. And Lee, I can't tell you how much of a pleasure it has been having you on our podcast and hopefully on our TV show sometime in the future. If people want more information, give us a, a website that they can go to. You bet. Check out, check out octanepress.com. Uh, I'd encourage people to check out our Facebook page too. We do a lot with that and we're on Instagram as well. Um, and we'll, we're doing a promotion coming up where uh, people can sign up and they'll get a sneak peek at John Deere. We're going to send them a, 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 champ, a chapter they can look at digitally. So for people that want a lower inch, a lower cost way to check us out, that's a, that'll be a good way. You've been listening to In Ohio Country Today podcast, part of the In Ohio Country Today TV show. And our guest has been Lee Clancher, CEO and publisher of Octane Press. Lee's career encompasses more than 30 years of publishing great stories. His latest, the John Deere Evolution, one of several books that I implore you to explore because this is an incredible publication and he's done an outstanding job once again lee thank you so very much for joining us thank you so much dan it's been a real pleasure and for more information you can always check us out on the web we'll have a link to lee's website as well at inohiocountry.com that's inohiocountry.com alan davis business owner active farmer no one knows farmers needs better than alan Give them a call today at 419-738-7447 and talk about total farm protection and more. Allen Davis Insurance Agency is your solutions provider for auto, home, life, business, recreational, total farm protection and more. Call 419-738-7447. That's 419-738-7447. Grind with an Artsway Grinder Mixer from your local Apple Farm Service. With options from 50 bushels to 165 for fast and uniform grinding. Have a fast unloading time with 8 or 10 inch diameter augers. Call, click, or stop in today. AppleFarmService.com. 
Dad's Toy Shop in downtown Wapakoneta is your one-stop shop for all of your hobby needs. For remote control land, air and watercraft, as well as trains, plastic models, rockets and more. And we service all remote control vehicles we sell. Dad's Toy Shop is Northwest Ohio's premier hobby shop. And we have everything a hobbyist could ever need. Dad's Toy Shop in downtown Wapakoneta, your one-stop shop for all of your hobby needs. Visit us today or at dadstoyshop.com. Our farm department is committed to providing ag professionals the products, coverages, and peace of mind needed to run a successful operation. With our home office located in the heart of farm country, many of us have first-hand experience when it comes to farming, and we know how to take out the risk. Under one policy, we can provide total protection of your investment, from your home and barns to your equipment and livestock. We also provide an outstanding equine coverage from a homeowner with a single horse to a professional breeder and everything in between. Come join us and experience the Salina difference. Check them out on the web at salinainsurance.com. That's going to do it for this week's edition of In Ohio Country Today. I'm Dan Wilson, and thank you so very much for joining us. This podcast is part of our In Ohio Country Today TV show, and our radio program, TV show, and podcasts are designed to offer news and information about the agricultural industry here in the Buckeye State. We celebrate farming and farming families. And for more information, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, in any of your favorite podcast stations, and don't miss our award-winning TV show seen weekly on a station near you. For links to all those, visit us on the web at inohiocountry.com. That's inohiocountry.com. Have a good day, everybody.